0: Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay. What's up, gentlemen? Hello. Hello just a wonderful world in the
2: the galaxy that is legion i guess um yeah, whoop, yeah. Whoop. All right.
0: All right. <laughs> i got nothing I got mike nothing. and i are a little punch drunk from stormtide so we, yes. we, we went heavy into stormtide and here we are monday <laughs> after yeah, so launch
1: stormtide released on friday right
0: yeah yeah, the, pre-release, the pre-releases, yeah. and then uh, yeah, uh, once people pre pre-order, then then August delivery, mid-August we're looking at. So it's pretty cool. We got a ton of people. We're really excited, which is great, and uh, still getting more and more. And if you haven't yet, take a look and sign up. It's going to be a blast. And uh, you know, I just real little PSA real quick bef- before we move on. But uh, you know, a lot of people have been wondering. You know what's in what's in these boxes, and how come we don't know everything that's in here? And a two two things to that: one, we're going to do a, an opening here in the next couple of weeks where you'll get to see a lot more. Uh, but then two, a lot of it's hidden information, so you got to trust us. We're players just like you. We're guys just like you. We we take it very seriously what you spend your money on, and so you got to trust that we're going to put stuff in there that's going to be worth the you know the subscription. So. Do it. Sign up. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a ton of fun.
2: Part part of the fun here is that like you're going through the box and you don't know what's in there and like, oh X, Y, and Z happens, right? And um you know that's we we can't tell you what that is,
0: because that ruins the surprise. Mm. That'd be like throwing you a surprise party and telling you what cake we were gonna give you at your surprise party. It just it ruins everything.
1: German chocolate, I hope. Yeah, I only do
2: ice cream cake. I don't know about the rest of
0: you fools. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I I just do whatever Rachel gets for me. (laughs) Whatever she decides, that's what I eat. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's what we've been working on. So we're a little little tired.
2: To say we're punch drunk is maybe not 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 enough credit. We're we're yeah. I think Jay and I have been on the phone. Or voice chat or like a video call for probably four hours today uh, so far so yeah, yeah. here's an, here's another hour hour and a half so
0: <laughs> love you jay we're doing it we're doing it everybody <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. cool
1: you got any housekeeping for us jay before we get to our besides that besides that yes
0: of course i do kyle Uh, As always, um, you know, if you guys want to support us beyond the product that we do sell to you, uh, we we do have a Patreon as well. And I know we've talked about this, but again, just a reminder, it's there. Uh, We're about to actually reach a really cool milestone. So one of our goals, uh, which is once a month, we'll have a live Q&A with us, some version of the three of us. Uh, just for Patreon members. So if you have like burning questions about how to play Wreckstar, you can come on and ask Mike. If you have burning questions about B2s and Maul, you can come on and ask Kyle. And if you have burning questions about anything ridiculous you can come on and ask me because that's what I know is the ridiculous and so yeah so we're really close to that goal so if you sign up for Patreon now and you help us reach that goal you can be part of that monthly Q&A session. And then also every week, it's been mostly Mike and I, but we try to get some of the other Fifth Trooper people on there. But we do our After Dark podcast, which is Patreon exclusive podcast where we talk. It's a lot of behind the scenes. Um, we do a lot of like theory crafting on lists. So like Mike and I just did a bunch of party busts. Uh, theory crafting this la- last week on after Dark which was a lot of fun and kind of open Mike opened my eyes to a couple ideas <laughs> for the party bus that blew my mind and I literally have just been thinking about party bus and fleets all weekend and so <laughs> so um, so that was a fun little thing and so that's the that's the type of stuff you get on patreon. so that's it I'll stop that's that's all my housekeeping.
1: Did you talk about the party bus power slide by chance?
2: The party bus power slide, as in, um, like move, move, reposition type deal.
1: And like you swing the swing the butt out. Well, so you can see on like if the party bus is uh, like right next to models, you can see their ankles from far away, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a problem if those are your units. And conversely, uh, you know, it's at such a height that those units cannot see past the bus.
0: if those are your units. What
1: if they're your opponent's units? You just power slide that party bus right up against your opponent's units. You can see their ankles. They can't see past your bus yeah i mean we we definitely didn't talk specific tactics it was more i'm just saying
2: um but yes there are super dirty things you can do with it
0: (laughs) this is the fun stuff you get on after dark is will we actually just spend a good chunk of the podcast just like going well what about this well what if we threw this in here and how would you start with this and so you know you guys can come join us and listen and, and help support us again you know, all the all the cool stuff that we provide you, like all the free podcasts and stuff, is supported by our Patreon members and they're what makes all this happen. So thank you to them. Shout awesome. out to you, Patreon member.
1: Well, we are gonna primarily talk today about Atlantic City Open.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which- I hear we might even have
0: a interview with the winner. I feel like we've done this joke before though yeah we have it doesn't get old <laughs> yeah. though. i feel like it doesn't get old i feel like we've done this before yeah an exclusive interview yeah. with the winner of atlantic city open and um, if he goes on any other podcast he's fired <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. well,
1: <laughs> uh, noted um well yeah so that was me <laughs> um, uh, and it was uh, it was really fun. It was a super fun event. Um, Nick Bodnar and company did a great job putting it together. Um, there are lots of things to talk about this event, but I, I actually, I think I want to lead with the terrain. Did you guys see the, uh, the terrain pics and stuff that were posted yeah. to Facebook and Discord?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of them looked pretty good. Huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, as many as like 15 tables, I think, off the top of my head um most of which were like nicks personally in <laughs> his personal table collection which is incredible um they looked great and they also were just good competitive tables um there were a handful that were like just a little bit too open um
0: yeah you can't win them all
1: but for the most part um uh, they were great you know um there were some comments recently where people were like you know well uh you know, in real life events, or it's just going to be what it is, you know, you shouldn't expect like TTS quality tables. And um, I don't think that's true, because these were TTS quality tables. So
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's something to note, for everyone, you know, when you're going to these events, and when you start talking about the tables at these events, you know, the events aren't supplying the table, it's generally whoever the guy is that the event suckered into T.O. and the the thing, right? He like Nick and, and Brendan and those type of guys who are who are providing these tables or asking our friends and our friends, friends, if we can borrow their tables for these events we're putting on. And so just I just remember that, like, I I think discourse about tables and density is a great conversation. But always remember that most of the time, it's just a guy trying to do the best that he can to, to get stuff on the table for these events
1: well and i'm gonna this is gonna be a hot take Um, all right but the lvo and adepticon tables are kind of held up as like the gold standard of real tables i think these were better than those tables
0: whoa why would you Uh, say that kyle
1: because they had a lot of scatter and area terrain in addition Uh, to the other stuff that you would normally expect on a table um area terrain in, in particular is one thing that uh not just lvo and adepticon but seems to be lacking from a lot of tables Um, because there's this perception that it's like hard to make people think that you got to make like these pretty woods and Mm. stuff like that but it's i mean a lot of it you know some of these were urban maps where they it was just like um uh, i don't know it was some kind of plastic but basically like a you know gray plastic squarish base and then on top of that was just like loose bits of scatter crates and that was area terrain, right? It's just yeah. like a cargo pallet, essentially. That's light cover area terrain, and it fits right in on an urban map, you know. And there were some that had like movable trees and stuff like that. Um, so yeah,
0: I mean, that's isn't that odd, right? Because you and I both played different versions of Warhammer. You played 40k, and I played Fantasy. But like, that was just common thing in in warhammer right it's just like i cut a little piece of cardboard out it looks like dirt and then i put some trees on it from like a model store and that was area terrain right yeah (laughs) so it's odd that that hasn't really fully carried over to the legion universe yet i think it's mostly just because
2: of that like the vast majority of legion stls are not area terrain um yeah. I mean, like almost all of this terrain is 3D printed for good reasons, right? Um, not that you can't 3D print, like scatter and area terrain, but I just think I think overall, the 3D terrain makers have concentrated on um, things that are not scatter and not area sure. because they look cooler, right? Like yeah. I, w- I would rather have an X-Wing to hide behind or a building that looks dope or then some random trees right
1: um yeah it's boring
3: yeah
2: it, which
1: is okay right it's boring is okay yeah i mean
2: yeah,
0: uh, but it serves the purpose right
2: so well,
1: and it you know what like you can combine it with things that aren't boring um one of my favorite maps that i played on it was like a uh, i think it was called like hoth installation or something but it was a bunch of like uh awesome 3d printed buildings um You know that were hobbied up like they had snow flock and stuff on them uh they had those those crate pallets that were area terrain they had like loose scatter crates um and then there was even like some imperial speeder bikes that were magnetized on like that were just like parked on the roof of one of the buildings it was really cool um very good attention to detail but and the the crate pallets looked like perfectly in place with the rest of that awesome hobbied up terrain Mm. on that table Like, yes, individually, they're super boring, but um, that doesn't mean they can't be part of, like, a larger, awesome-looking, well-hobbied table. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I also... This is just a personal preference, but I think, like, one of my issues with scatter terrain um, is, like, if you put it on the board loose, it just moves around all game, and it's kind of a pain in the butt. I really like making, like, a scatter area terrain piece like you know yeah. doing the same thing you would do for area terrain but just gluing the scatter pieces to it right um, yeah that
0: is the tough the tough thing with like those forests area terrain forests is sometimes the trees you kind of tip over as you're trying to either move through them or move around them yeah I get it yeah, yeah there's definitely yeah. ups and downs right for upside downside for all of that
1: I've actually had those trees catching my hair like <laughs> yeah um, yeah <laughs> there was this one game it was actually i did it for a bat rep um down in richmond with steve mclaughlin who was there incidentally um but uh during that he had those those area terrain with the loose trees and there was this one spot where I kept checking line of sight, and every time I would go down, it would like snag one of the trees and like fly <laughs> off the fly off the thing. J- Jay um, had a
2: similar problem when we were playing yeah. a game at his house the other day. There was like a there was a clump of trees up on top of like a cliff, and every time he like he, he hit it like without yeah, just kept knocking it over. He, yeah. he eventually just like took it and threw it off the table. Yeah, it's like, like you know done. what, tree, <laughs> you're done here. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man.
1: So yeah, Terrain, great. Nice. Yeah, that's the short version. TLDR, Terrain was awesome.
0: So if I if I could tell a little funny story from my end, uh, Kyle, you were kind of like Jaws, you know, the shark from Jaws. <laughs> okay. Like people kept texting Continue. me going, uh-oh, I got to play Kyle next. <laughs> like I, I must have gotten like... <laughs>
3: So so first it was Evan
0: Evan's like oh man I'm up against Kyle and I was like good luck and then then our buddy Mike uh, from Scranton he, you played him and he's like, I'm up against Kyle. Do you have any, any good advice? I go, yeah, just do things that don't make sense. He doesn't like that.
2: Like, <laughs> I mean, you, we're laughing about this, but yeah. honestly, sometimes that's my strategy yeah, and it works. Like,
1: it does. <laughs> You're not wrong.
0: I yeah. go, just do some crazy stuff. He, he won't know what to do. You might, you might break him. <laughs> I'm like, good luck, man. Uh, and then, and then of course, you know, I won't give away the the last person you played, but uh, but that I got a text from them as well. So,
1: I I already wrote an article on it, Jay. It's okay. Oh oh,
0: all right. So yeah, so I'm I'm part <laughs> of a text group with uh with Luke Cook and them. So so, so then there was that text message too. So it's just like imagining Kyle like swimming through the the waters, just gobbling people up that I knew, all my friends and family. They're all just dying. <laughs> Not just yeah. the not just the men, but the women and children too. <laughs> Yikes! 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 Can we can
3: we
2: not make Anakin references? Anakin is a terrible unit in Star Wars Legion,
0: but you know he tries hard, and that's he, what I like the most about him. Yeah. He's got gumption. <laughs> <That's right>.
1: uh, <laughs> do you guys want to do Do you guys want to do my games first or uh, meta meta discussion?
0: Your games first. Because I think Matt would probably come out of that, right?
1: Yeah, probably. Bit. Yeah. So I brought um Mall B2s. It was basically my it was literally my invader list, and then I added offensive-defensive stance to mall.
2: I just want to tell everybody that Kyle sent me no less than eight different lists. <laughs> and and none of them were his invader list prior to this, this tournament. And I finally asked him, like, the day he left, I was like, so what'd you bring? And he's like, oh, I just brought my Invader list, basically. And I was like, Sigh. you know, we've been going back and forth, talking about what you should bring and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. He's saying
0: the Great Waffle was at it again?
2: The, the, the thing is, the Great Waffle, he, like, claims he wants to waffle. But I think the waffling at this point is really just for show.
1: No, is look, what, it's is,
2: is how I feel
1: about it. If it was for show, why would I just be messaging them to you privately? It's uh, what we're wondering. Because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs>
2: like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're trying to do, but
1: you're always like, hey, should
2: I play this, this, this,
0: this, this? I'm like, I think he's messing right. with you for your next game, Mike. He, yeah, like, whenever uh, your next game is, he's just screwing with you just so you don't know what he's going to bring. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel pretty
2: confident it'll have a battle trade in it after all the lists he sent me. <laughs>
1: Look, it's, it's, it's helpful to explore, you know, fine, fine. and it's like, a, I'm probably going to play my invader list. But what about this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it turns out the invader list was the right call. So, yeah, um, yeah mall's really good. I, um, It's interesting. I feel like, I guess I can just walk through one by one. So my first game on Thursday, Thursday not Thursday, Friday, goodness, was against, it was like a 12 activation mall stats list. Um, and uh, uh, it was a really interesting list. I actually like the mall steps uh, for, but he didn't have a huge bid, so it um, you know that ended up working to my advantage. We ended up playing recover, which uh, he actually grabbed the box first with his mall, and started running away with it. And then I basically just pulled him back and shot him a lot. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the B2s dealt with the Staps. Because once Staps get within range 2 of B2s, it's, you know... uh,
2: I'm actually very... I mean, like, I'm not surprised at how well B2s are against Staps, but, like, man, it's a bloodbath for those Staps once those B2s get in there. They just kind of die.
1: Yeah, and the same thing happened uh, in game (laughs) 2, basically. So last week, Jay talked about Evan's... What is it? 12 activation lat... Yeah. Speeder bike list. yeah, which is what he brought, and uh, I got paired against Evan in round two. <laughs> so, um, it was almost an, uh, an exact mirror of the first match. It was recover, uh, oof, and uh, yeah, he. Um, we talked after the game. Basically, I had like uh, the deployment was rollout, mm-hmm. so you know rollout has like that L shape. Mm-hmm. Deployment and the corner thing is like much closer to the middle, so I basically dumped Maul and all my B twos in that corner thing, and then I put like my two quote unquote safe boxes and just a handful of B ones along the long edge. Um, and one thing speeder bikes, you know, both Stabs and Imperial speeder bikes are good at is kind of like relocating faster than your opponent can respond to them. So basically, what he did is he tried to sort of keep me off the middle with the bikes you know he went after my b2s and and with maul with the bikes and he did some damage like on the initial run-in but you know then you had that situation where you've got not dead b2s and bikes within range two of those not dead b2s um and the bikes don't last very long (laughs) in that situation uh i think he probably could have actually like swung his bikes around to flank my b1s and my quote-unquote safe boxes and then i would have had to go all the way across with my B2s and mall to actually get the bikes. Um, And that would have been a little more successful. So, But yeah, those games actually went very similarly. Um, Once bikes are sort of in the mix, B2s deal with them pretty easily. So Uh, if you're not super cagey with them. Uh, And then game three was against uh, Michael, as you mentioned. Uh, It was Long March, and um, he had a choice between he was running Jedi Luke and wikis um he had a choice between hostage chains and vaps and he ended up choosing vaps which um you know i was blue on long march on vaps so Mm. that went about as you would expect it to (laughs) (laughs) this is kyle Um, in his
2: natural environment yeah exactly. (laughs) (laughs) we see him here moving his mall speed two
1: (laughs) (laughs) taking dodges and standby actions Yeah, yeah yeah basically that's pretty much how that what happened um so yeah that was my first day and that was good enough to make uh day two so um everybody i met was super friendly it was um I mean, it was everyone was just so excited to be like actually rolling dice again. Yeah, I was I was hopelessly fumbling around with all of my range rulers and dice and everything. <laughs> I, I was. I uh, at one point I actually I had like a cold brew coffee next to my next to my models and I knocked it over <laughs> and spilled it on all of my B <laughs> ones. Oh, no. um, they're kind of they're they're brown anyway. You know they're they're that tan color, so it was kind of a wash. So, um,
0: literally literally a wash uh um, <laughs> look at you
1: come on that was pretty good
0: one 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 event over the weekend and you come back a new man you get jokes <laughs> uh
1: yeah i was forgetting my stuff everywhere um like the next table i'd have people walking over and be like is this yours And like oh yeah that's mine um so yeah it was uh but other than that yeah it was great everybody was everybody was awesome so um yeah, and then uh the finals day. Um we're gonna talk about the Mena in a minute, but I got paired against the Rex list the first round, which was not a shocker. There was a very high likelihood of that happening. <laughs> um, in fact, like a it's more than fifty percent. So yeah, it's like a sixty
2: yeah, sixty percent you know, something. Yeah.
1: Like. Uh so Alpaz was the Rex list in question. Um Mike, you're gonna be proud of me on day two. I was uh, extremely aggressive in all three of my games. (laughs) Um, I have taught
2: you well. Yeah, so it's weird. I
1: I feel (laughs) like, I mean, I played this list for the entirety of Invader. I feel like I'm finally, I don't know. I I don't feel like, I I still don't feel like I have a good handle on it, but I feel like I'm getting a better handle on it progressively. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I infiltrated Maul, like literally within three inches of Al's deployment. Yep. Uh, there was this great um, line of sight blocker that was kind of like right on the edge of the zone, so he could have like scouting partied around it to um, get like a first turn shot on where Maul was, but then he would have been in melee range of Maul on the first mm-hmm. turn. Yeah. Um, and if he doesn't kill Maul there, then that's mall's just embedded right. <laughs> permanently. <laughs> well,
2: uh, and I, I think I think that is a skill that I think a lot of players presently like. As soon as people start learning that, like the first time I saw Maul, I was like, ooh. I mean, like, infiltrate will get you killed a lot if you don't know what you're doing. But Maul, specifically due to like his like move, move, standby shenanigans, um, infiltrating him like in your opponent's deployment zone sometimes is like, it's a thing you can do that isn't the worst.
1: Yeah, you got to be careful where you do it. And we yeah, do it yeah, yeah. Um, but it was also uh, I forced payload I think payload was third slot so I learned from our game <laughs> um, got to force clones to move so I forced yep. payload uh, and the, it was major offensive so the payload was like in that corner so I basically mm-hmm. infiltrated Maul t- to be starting as a scoring unit on a, his payload um, <laughs> and, seems uh, good. yeah um, the first the first day my first three games Maul did not attack a single time. Uh, this game, I think Maul attacked every turn, including the first turn. <laughs> so
2: That's a lot of dead clones, I feel like. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, some of those were like saber throws and stuff, but even still. Sure, um, sure. Uh, yeah, so, um, and then I was able to, like, sort of push my payload with my B2s and stuff while simultaneously contesting his with Maul. So it was, that went, that went Maul definitely carried that game. Yep. Um, that was the only time, actually, I divulged out of all six games
2: um yeah i feel like the divulge there can be in that scenario that specific scenario where you can get them all into a position where it's kind of a no-win situation for your opponent on like in deployment um is incredibly powerful it breaks i mean not it doesn't break the game but it it defines how that game is going to be played completely
1: yeah and it's you know if you want to do that you have to make it like the first drop right right so, after that happens, the other, you know, if you each have 10 activations, the other 19 drops are all like affected like a ripple effect by that one first drop. And it's like, all right, I guess Maul's going to start next to my deployment zone. We got whatever, whatever the plan was before this happened, that plan is changing yeah, for, yeah. for both players.
0: Um, well, yeah. And I mean, because, you know, Vader kind of has that with his card. But he just doesn't have the longevity to kind of back back it up after that, right? And so mm-hmm. it just feels like that's what Vader wanted to do with that three pip, uh, darkness descends, but just doesn't have the power to keep continue continue moving that like Maul seems to have.
1: Well, and with darkness descends, Vader's required to deploy last. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's you your opponent can zone you, right? Um, even if you're blue player. Whereas with Maul, uh, like if there's a good spot that you see in your blue player, you just put him there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I was I was glad to finally get to play Al. He's he's he travels to a lot of tournaments and he's like, you know, all consistently making cuts and stuff. So,
0: yeah, I mean, um, I, gosh, he's been at all the L- LVOs. He's yeah, he's he always mm-hmm. seems to be at the tournaments. Yep, yeah, he's always
1: around. Uh, so, yeah, he was he was playing rec star did I? I don't know if I actually said that or you not. You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was the uh, it was the five core heavy version. He didn't have R two, so um, the dashes version, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, my next game was against uh, Ryan Slawowski from Stabcast. So, uh, he promised the fanny pack to me because um, I told him. Uh, I was excited. I was very interested in the. I thought it was hilarious to have a fanny pack for a token bag, so he gave it to me, <laughs> um, which was very nice of him. Uh, Ryan's another guy that's like consistently in the top cuts of tournaments that I've just never played, um, so I was glad also to get to play him. He was running Jedi Luke with Cassian, so that's a good list. Yeah, um, Jedi Luke's always. Uh, I love Jedi Luke. He's like my favorite character. So. Um, gotta respect the list. Uh, that also, you know, I I have a lot of experience with Jedi Luke too. Um, this was another game where I hemmed in was the third slot, and I forced it because I wanted a slugfest from the start of the game. Yeah, um, and that's what happened. <laughs> sure. uh, Maul and Jedi Luke basically canceled each other out. They essentially killed each other. Um, uh, Jedi Luke killed maul with son of skywalker but by that time he only had one one wound left um so then my droids just shot him
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and then it was like b1s and b2s against rebel troopers and cassian and k2 after that basically
2: yeah i sort of feel like that ends up just like he he clearly has a lot of like high points cost pierce just in those three heroes right um I think I think when, once once the lightsabers are pulled out of that situation, I think the droids are like pretty heavily advantaged. You kind of you kind of need to trade, Op Luke for more than just Maul in that situation.
1: Yeah, and um, he had Biston too, which was um, those ion tokens are a real pain against droids oh i'm sorry kyle
2: did
0: you lose some actions
1: (laughs) (laughs) actions that i couldn't roll off or
0: anything a little side tangent but isn't this the most fun about rebels like you just named like four characters like he just like and then he had this and then he had cassie wait till we get to the other rebel list that made the
1: uh the the top eight
0: i just love that about rebels right like you just you have all these named characters and you're just like and then i had this it's so good
1: yeah, and it's a good list. It's not like a meme list. That's like an actual good list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's you're right. It is a it is a pierce stack list. It's a it's a list that is centered around getting as many like reliable individual wounds through as possible. Yeah. Which is which is well positioned against Rec Star, which is why it got as far as it did. Mm-hmm. Um but not so great against like a horde of B2s with mm-hmm. with a copy of Force Push in it.
2: Yeah, I mean, don't um, get me wrong, like like obluke can like Wipe a B one unit by himself. Right? Oh, yeah, but but most of the other things in that list cannot.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So once he was, once the force users were removed from the equation, it was it was a shootout basically, um, which ended up going the droids away. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that was game two on the second day, and then uh, uh, Luke and I, Luke Cook, managed to avoid each other for the entire tournament uh, successfully uh, until the finals game. So
2: yeah, I guess you guys were roommates, huh?
1: We were. Yeah. Um, And he he played on a different heat day. So um, he played on Saturday. So of course we avoided each other in the heats, but, um, and then we didn't get mashed up at all on Sunday until the finals. So that was nice. Uh, uh, When we woke up, he was playing the, um, uh, I think it's called the, the droid invasion and the appearance of Darth Maul from Phantom Menace. It's that song that they play when they start like the, you know, all the AATs are rolling in and then Darth yeah. Maul shows up. And we, we were the only two droid players that made the top cut. Um, and he was running AATs and I was running Maul. So it was hilarious. Uh, it, was, it was extremely fitting. Um, and we're like, let's just knock out all these Rex stars and then we can have a droid on droid match in the final. And that's what happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, uh, I did not feel great going into that game. Um, the uh, the table was um, it was one of those where like, it's super line of sight blockery if you're in a trooper on trooper matchup. Yeah,
2: yeah. It,
1: it's like that. I think it's like a Jedi temple. Is that what it is? The terrain set. I think yeah, it's
2: it's one of the STL guys. Almost yeah. all the terrain. I think it's imperial
0: like, terrain, right? Dave, Dave stuff.
1: Yeah, so it's it's got like all these um uh like walls and ruins and stuff which are like they're shaped really nicely like there's one piece in particular that's like a it's like a half circle or like a third of a circle or something which is like an amazing shape for a line of sight blocker and they even have like these little legs that jut out of them which is great too for getting heavy cover and stuff um but they're just not quite tall enough to block line of sight from AATs.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or, or things that can like jump up on top. And right. Things yeah. like that.
1: You know, there's a lot of like, if you, if
2: you get like any height advantage on that board,
1: you just see the world. Yeah. You know? Now, if you get like, if you get a model like right up next to those things um, it's actually pretty difficult to see over, which ended up being really important uh, late in the game um but basically my assessment when this started uh, he forced long march and um uh, basically i could either like uh, the way the objectives worked out um it was like kp and vaps in the th- in the second and third slot um so i could either play kp on long march or vaps on long march <laughs> uh, as as red as red yes yeah, just to be clear uh, um and I'm like, well, let's play KP. Uh, and the, the center objective was one of those where it was small enough. It was a small, flat piece of area terrain that the tank could cover fully. So um, yeah, Rip. yeah. so uh, basically, I was like, I have to, um, this was a, like I said, you'd be proud of me. Uh, with a, I don't know if it was actually the right call or if it just ended up working out because I got some hot dice at the right moments. But basically, I'm like, I'm just going to plow straight across the table. And some droids are probably going to die in the process, but I need to get some shots on these tanks early and often because if one of them survives to turn six, it's just going to be able to cover the center point, and I'm not going to be able to score. So. No,
2: nope. I think you made the right call. I mean, I just like there are some games where you have to get super aggressive, and yep. and frankly, like in a game like that, particular with particularly with the AATs being able to just see everything, like they're gonna just slowly bleed you to. To yeah. death if if you don't get aggressive yep. you know
1: um yeah and that's basically what i figured so i i lost a lot of stuff on the way in i lost two full b2s and two b1s um yeah but in the process i killed one of the tanks uh and then on turns going into turn six um there was a tank that had two wounds on it and it was close to the center um maul was still alive because i was able to actually hide him behind that half circle thingy such that like if he wanted to see Maul, he would have to essentially move the tank on top of it and then be in melee range of Maul, and also not be you know the the whatever the turret thing has a minimum range on it um so it was it was a situation where like if he wanted to see mall he'd have to shoot him with like the crappy range one guns basically yeah um so that turned out to be really, really clutch, that one half circle terrain piece specifically for hiding maul. I couldn't hide any of the droids, but I was able to hide Maul. Um <laughs> I think I think which which was good because Maul's like the most reliable anti-tank damage in that list. So uh he did a lot of saber throws. I think he did eleven damage to the tanks by himself. Eleven wounds. So anyway, I ended up killing the second tank on the very last turn. Um I got a Maul got a two crit, two hit saber throw on it and did four damage in one shot. <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> then, lucky. Yeah, it is. That's um, lucky. <clears throat> and then the B2s uh, finished it off uh, on the following shot. So, um, But uh, I actually, it's possible that was kind of irrelevant. He, um, on the previous activation, he won priority that turn and he basically tried to kill Maul with some BX braids near the center. And Maul saved out of it. And then, um, I actually was able to, after that saber throw, I was able to force push the BX droids onto the center point and then melee them. Um, and he didn't have any other units close enough to the center to contest it. So, you know, creating the melee on the center made like a safe haven for me to score it where he couldn't displace anything. So
2: Right. Cause melee doesn't allow you to displace you. You you can't be displaced once you're
1: engaged. Yeah. So I Um. I think it's possible the second (laughs) tank kill was kind of irrelevant, um, we didn't get the chance to find out, but yeah, sure, sure. Well, it was, sounds it was, like it was it, exciting, it was very exciting. It was definitely one of those games that, um, you know, uh, I needed to rely on the dice a little bit, and they bailed me out. Um, so <laughs> sometimes you have to, yeah. you know, it's a dice game for a reason, yeah, you know? yeah. Um,
2: particularly when you're in a bad situation, you're up against the wall, or you know. Uh, you, you gotta you gotta lean into your outs, which it sounds like you did. So
1: Yeah, and Luke played super tight as he always does. Um, you know, previous to that he he uh just like eliminated several wreck stars over the course of the, the two days. Um you know, he he plays that list really well. Uh so yeah, it was um it was a good match. It was definitely um you know, one of those matches where I had my heart in my throat like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause he was just deleting units left and right and I'm like, This is not going well. And then suddenly it did. So
2: <laughs> it's it's I like I sort of feel like that's the sort of list that doesn't have a super bad matchup. Like I'm sure there are matchups out there that are bad for it, but
1: the double AAT one.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's it's kind of hard to have a bad matchup when you're just like removing a unit from the board every turn regardless of what, what you're shooting at, you know? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there are some like depends on the terrain, obviously, but if you can get close to the AATs with something that has impact and or pierce, yeah. you know, they got problems. Um, but yeah, if unlike a conventional, you know, situation where you're just having like a long range gunfight, yeah, they're very solid in those because essentially it's eleven activations, and the other nine activations are naked b1s and bx snipers totally which um you know luke plays it so that you essentially like can't even access those activations yeah so you're just you're just dumping shots into these extremely difficult to kill tanks all game and if you're like most lists you probably don't have a lot of impacts
2: well i mean if he was fighting rex stars all day like the only real way to like beat that list with rex star is you have to be like fire supporting rex (laughs) like consistently Yeah. Um, You know. And actually just doesn't work.
1: And we'll get to it. Several of the Rex Stars actually brought RPSs, probably anticipating a lot of armor, which turned out to be a good call because there was a lot of armor. (laughs) Um but like if you know, you can use a RPS to fire support and arc shot, and that can actually do very solid damage to your tank.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
1: You know, because that's what five dice with critical and impact two and pierce potentially. So Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's like that's a good like 3ish damage to a tank when you Most do that. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Um uh, so <laughs> Yeah. Um it's definitely a thing that people can do and, and people actually brought the RPSs. So But yeah, that's uh that was my that was my six games.
2: So give us the lowdown. What was the what was the top 8 look like? Like what was the what was the list makeup?
1: So, uh, I put an article on, out on this with a specific list today, Monday, if you want to check it out on the fifth trooper.com slash blog. Uh, but, uh, actually let me pull it up so I don't screw this up. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I actually
0: just did the same thing. (laughs) I I was like, you know, I'm going to pull the article up just so. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. Um,
1: all right, so we had me and Luke. Uh, we already talked about those, basically. Maul, B2s, and then AAT 11 activation. Uh, and then the other two that made the top four were Ryan Slowowski. So let me just walk through his list more specifically, because there are some sort of fun nuggets in here. He's got Cassian with all the things, basically all of his upgrade slots filled. Um, I think he used duck and cover and offensive push in our game for the training slots but he's also got, like, Overwatch and situational awareness on there. He's got Operative Luke with the quote-unquote standard uh, Force Push, Force Reflex, and Saber Throw, which is what I run on him. He's got Offensive Push. You could easily put Tenacity there, but he's probably got it for the Saber Throw. Um, K2 with Jin's Blaster. Uh, he's got some semi-naked fleets and Rebel Troopers, and then Distant Pathfinders and two Commando Strike teams with Snipers, so
2: yeah the uh the extra dude in the core units is interesting with no heavy weapons um
1: yeah i mean they're super cheap i think he primarily uses these as like objective units but you know also they throw an extra dice in there if and when you want to shoot with them so it's kind of like a budget half in between i don't quite want to pay for a heavy weapon but i don't want to have a unit that's going to be useless once it's done like tapping a vap or whatever um and it actually came into play, at least with the fleets. Uh, he was able to get a range two shot with the fleets in, which is 10 white dice. <laughs> this whole list is like a giant slot machine, basically. Um, which I guess seems appropriate for Ryan. Yeah. But yeah, those five-man fleets are pretty nasty for only 47 points. So, uh, And then Mike Cirillo ran Rex. It's the 5 five. Uh, core heavy rex list basically yep um the only slightly different variation in here is he's got a dc15 which i feel like is kind of like a hedge somewhere between the z6 and the rps as you know if you want a little bit of extra critical in your list for armor
2: yeah i mean like it's a significantly more consistent shot without aim tokens too um yes you know so i mean doesn't do nearly as much damage but i you know as a one of i don't hate it
1: and then the other four rounding out the top eight so uh this is a this is a very interesting list the other rebel list (laughs) what
2: is going
0: on
1: here all right uh Uh, i like
0: to call this the one of everything (laughs) yeah this is so
1: you know we talked we did a rebel special forces episode and we were like Wookiee Warriors or uh, Mandalorians or Pathfinders. And this list says yes <laughs> <laughs> to everyone. All, all of the above. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's this is, I called this the Rebel Schmorgas board list because it's basically what it is. It's got Cassian, Chewie, K2, Rebel Veterans, a Mark II, Rebel Troopers, Wookiees with a Bowcaster, Mandalorians with the Duelist and the Rockets, Pathfinders with Biston. And an FD turret.
2: Am, am I crazy, or is this list just cry out Gordon Chase? Like this seems like someone <laughs> <Yeah>. someone who <laughs> likes to play with no order control whatsoever. Um, yep. Man. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, so
1: <laughs> I, I think the answer is sort of. He's he's got a comms tech and an HQ uplink on the vets. Yeah. So he, can, he can bounce to you know the FD or the mark two um but yeah okay. other than that you're definitely living on the edge with your token Ooh, bag on this yeah. one i'm
2: i'm, I'm interested because like i i almost think like if i don't hate the uplink i just i almost think that you could like i would rather have it on the pathfinders um
1: yeah i agree personally um yeah.
2: but i mean i just love it this.
0: it's just insanity in a it list is.
1: It's the best. This is like only possible with a rebel list.
0: Yeah, I
2: mean, if if somebody put that down across across the table from me, I'd just be like, okay,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, all right. Yeah. I guess this
2: is what we're doing today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I but you know what? I I love I love it when people do well with these lists where you're like, hey man, this guy just really mm-hmm. seemed like he wanted to just play all the things he loved, you know, yeah. and for him to be in the top eight is just really cool to see.
2: Well, and I do think, like, this This list has some, like, hidden synergies in that, like, there's a lot of Guardian in this list, low-key, um, when you want it, right? Like, Chewy and K2, which you don't see a ton of. Um, but, like, on whatever turn you need it, you've got, what, Guardian 7?
1: Yeah, of which a significant portion is on a red save.
2: Yeah, like... Yeah. That's that's not nothing, you know. It, I mean I just like as far as protecting these various uh you, you can kind of choose what you protect in a given game, right? So
1: Yeah, there's some interesting stuff like none of these are like these are all decent units kind of individually. Um so it's kind of a, it's kind of a mishmash of like rubble good stuff basically.
2: Yeah, literal it's it's not kind of a mishmash. Yeah, it's literally that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, And then uh, we can kind of just group these together. We've got, well, one of these has Padme in it. Okay, so Richard Blankenship also ran Rex, uh, but he has Padme. He basically swapped out a core unit for Padme. Otherwise, it's a Rex list. Sure. Um, There's
2: significantly less phase twos on it, so.
1: Yep. In fact, there's only one phase two and then three phase ones. Yep.
2: Um,
1: But yeah, Padme adds a lot, potentially. You know, there's two copies of Vigilance in this list. Um, you got Exemplar for Exemplar shenanigans. So, uh, John Lopez, Captain Rex. This is a more quote-unquote standard, you know, Rex, five uh, core units with heavies, kind of Rex list. He's got Echo in a phase two instead yeah, no of fives. fives. Um, you know, I guess that's four snipers for the for the Clone Mirror potentially. <laughs> Could be good. Yeah, uh, and then Alpaz, uh, who's probably got the most standard of these various, other than Cirillo, the most standard of these various Rex lists. Except he threw an RPS sticks in there instead of a Z six. So, yeah. So these
2: are these are all Rex stars. They're, they're like clearly variations. On, yeah. Um,
1: so and amusingly, so that is four out of eight. Four out of the top eight were Rex star. It actually could have been five because steve mclaughlin who was also playing Rex star uh went 3-0 and on saturday and then basically declined to play on sunday um so <laughs> like, it could have been five um turns out Rex star is good you
2: heard it here folks um yeah. i mean it didn't win but all right i mean i don't i don't think that that's The fact that the fact that five copies basically made the top eight. Yeah, but they
0: didn't make the top two.
2: I don't think that that's (laughs) super relevant. But
0: I
1: mean, I think
0: it is because we don't look at uh, we only look at W's here, Mike, and uh, I don't know. They
1: had had to rack up a lot of W's on the way there. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Um, uh, Once once you get
2: to the top eight, (laughs) player skill is like just uh, much higher, and you know.
0: I mean, what? Only one was in the top four. Is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes they lose. You know, it happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does happen, Jay. They, yeah. Just because the list can be beaten does not mean that it's not good. <laughs> I didn't
0: say it wasn't good. I just wasn't. I was just saying it wasn't the Messiah. It's as, funny because Mike sometimes makes well, it well, up. Okay, to okay,
1: hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, let's back up. So, season five of Invader League was won by Rex. <laughs> Season 6 of Invader League was won by Rex. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Open was won by Rex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this tournament was not won by Rex, but had five of the top eight, potentially. All, the, like, lists with Rex in it.
2: I'd also like oh. to caveat this with the two people in the finals. And we had the, we, we asked this conversation out a little bit before the cast. So Jay's... It, Kai wasn't here yet, but, okay. um, <laughs> you know... I, I would make the argument that the two people that were in the finals, Luke Cook and Kyle Darnbos, both have the most anti Star experience in the world.
1: I think that's possible. Like, just, just to be clear,
2: like Luke Cook has played a ton of Rekstar and, like, also has played a lot against it, particularly with these new lists. And you've played a a lot against Rekstar in, in your... Uh, cool. uh, you know, so I just like as far as like hard countering Rexstar, uh, this was this was a good top to do that, and I think you know um, is that's my take.
1: Yes, I think I've probably played against Rec star more recently. Like in in if in this meta, I played against more Rec star than any other single list.
0: Yeah. All right. I think so I can he, say
1: that pretty confidently.
0: Here's a question because yeah. this was part of our little discussion beforehand at what point does pilot become more important than list so i feel like it's a little
2: bit of a loaded question
1: yeah Uh. (laughs) i mean i think the answer to that question is always yeah Is the short answer
0: Mm -hmm. um so I, I'm not saying I don't pick a don't pick another list. I'm just saying if if I or someone, Kyle, Luke, anyone, right, who's really good at Legion, it picks a list. It doesn't have to be a, a complete counter to Rekstar, but if they're really good at the game and really good at their list, that's enough that should be enough to get you over the hump at some point.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on i think in at the end of the day it really depends right, on right. Who it can't you can't be like draw. a
0: double lat list or something right well no, that, that's ridiculous. not what i was gonna say
2: but, I, you know. I, I was gonna say it really draws it depends on who you draw straws against right like li- like everybody else like if you look at this conversely um everybody else in this top eight was playing the you know probably two best legion players in the world regardless of what list they brought like
0: mm-hmm. it was
2: gonna be tough you know um I mean, I I think between Luke and Kyle probably have the most, like, high-profile wins of any Legion players. I think I could be miscalling that, but I feel pretty confident about it between Invader League and all, like, the grand championships and stuff. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I... uh, C- clearly skill is a very big part of the game, you know, but I do. Th- I, and I think that like lists can carry like Rex star is a list that can carry people for sure. At least early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it gets tougher when you start to deal with people that like know how to play against it though. It becomes a much harder
1: matchup. Well, like what if Luke was running it? You know, I mean, well that's the other thing. The, the, I, <laughs> the season five invader league winner with Rex star was Luke cook. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like the answer to that question—the short answer, Jay—is always. But ultimately, it's going to be a combination of the two. And yeah. if both players are equally skilled, then what's you know, what's the difference? Yeah. Um. So. I mean, yeah.
2: It also. I mean, I think there are a lot of conditions. I mean, clearly, either of you could have been like, I don't know. It, and I, the way I look at it is that as far as if if we're like evaluating list performances. I think you 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 kind of look at the top eight as a whole. Like I feel like any of the lists that made the top eight probably like could have won. Um, there's a couple couple interesting ones in here that, um, and I think like there's certain percentages I think some have to make it. But I think as far as discussing the meta goes, and like if if you may if you make day two with lists, I think that's where the interesting conversation is. Just in, you know, yeah personally
1: yeah i mean the takeaway here should definitely not be well rex didn't win so rex is fine (laughs)
2: oh i'm telling you rex is rex is fine guys
1: he's
0: fine everything's fine i think there's definitely things that need to be fixed but what i'm saying is that i i feel like sometimes when we talk and when and when we talk particularly about rex it's almost as if if you're not playing Rex, you don't have a chance at any of these tournaments. And I'm just trying to point out to people that if, no, if you have a decent list and you're good and you, and you play and you practice that you actually have a solid chance of, of doing well.
2: I think that interpretation is fair. I guess, uh, specifically when I'm talking about stuff like that, I, like I would make the argument that if you wanted not a chance, but the Best chance you should probably be playing Rex Star right now. That doesn't mean you have to play Rex Star to win. I think it just takes you from, you know, let's say that you're normally like sixty percent to win with a given list. I think Rex Star takes you to like seventy, right? Yeah.
0: Um, well, and I I think too though, like I think it takes you or certain people that way. But I think there's other people that maybe that's just not their play style. Like I mean, Kyle clearly doesn't play Rex Star, right? He droids is more of his playstyle, and that's where he's going to well hang on jay yeah
1: i don't own any clones right <laughs> um it is too late for me to buy into clones sure uh, since i've he, already bought he, the other three factions
2: he says i promise you guys like three years from now when we're having this conversation he'll be like oh i'm playing clones
0: I'm yeah you well, know, but you didn't years. have to buy any clones for invader league
1: no but i also view invader league as I've, I've said this before on the cast but i view invader league as um like clearly it's its own tournament worthy of its own accolades but i also like i, I don't get a lot of legion games in mm. and i view invader league as like practice for the world circuit so, so. i'm not going to play something for invader league that uh, is literally impossible for me to play in real life because so. those games are essentially like wasted experience if that makes mm. sense
2: maybe i've got the timeline wrong here but i'm pretty sure i don't
1: um what
2: happened what did you purchase after you won that invader league with empire just out of curiosity
1: well <laughs> empire
2: <laughs> okay all right i just i just I, I i want to counter your narrative here because you're yeah, like oh no. yeah, yeah, because you were like oh i won a tournament with empire maybe i should pick them up and i but, sort of feel like you would do the same thing but if, do you
1: remember why i said i was gonna play empire in that tournament?
2: i mean no not really my 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 okay yeah no
1: because i had so many games in already with luke leia which was like you know the rebel archetype at the time okay and i had never played a game with empire and there were only two factions at the time so i basically did it to get a feel for what the other faction was like so that i could counter it properly
2: and then because you won you purchased it that's because i really
0: yes because i really like it is that is that really yeah mike only remembers things when it fits his name (laughs) (laughs) but at at this point at this
1: point i already like if if i hadn't if i didn't own empire currently and i only had two factions yeah then i can be like let's try Gar to see if i like it and then if i like it i'll buy it sure there's there's like no chance of that happening right now
0: i guess i guess what i'm saying didn't we didn't we have an argument against this, though? That, that if you really wanted to get Gar, you could right now? Like, yeah, if you really I mean, wanted to play it at a tournament. I'm going like,
2: to owe him pretty
0: hard here in about a week when he airbrushes <laughs> all my stuff. So. But what I'm saying, I guess, I guess back to the, uh, the original thing is what I was getting at was that I, I'd like to impart, like, kind of an imparting theme from ACO. Is, was Rex there? Yes. Is Rex good? Yes. Is it the end all be all? No, you you can survive and do well at a tournament. I mean, look at those rebel lists. That one was just nuts. Like, yeah. how does that you know what I mean? So, like that, this is the thing I'm I'm just trying to say is like there's other pathways to glory. My hundred
2: percent agree. Rex is undoubtedly the boogeyman in the room, though. Yeah, sure. I think
0: it's, we can
1: all agree on that. It's it's kind of like the during the Tauntaun meta right we're like yeah yeah yeah. had tontons to be ready were for not
0: tontons. yeah
1: unbeatable but if you went to a tournament you needed a
0: plan to deal with yeah, tauntauns yes, absolutely yeah yeah and, and I, think, I i don't dis- i think we're all yeah. on the same page with that okay. right like if you're going to a tournament you got to be ready for rex it's it's clearly going to be there it's you had how many rex lists in that top eight like I, I get that part of it but i'm saying that i don't feel like people have to feel like there's no hope if they if they don't want to play clones there's clearly there's clearly at least two other factions that are doing very well and and can thrive and and there's no party bus like how many party buses were there kyle there were three it's crazy across two days yeah that's crazy to me it's
1: it's weird i don't get it i mean because that's one of one of the lists that people have been throwing around that's like a good counter to clones is like lists that involve the AA5.
2: you have those yeah. fleet troopers get out the bus and just take <laughs> out a phase two squad, right? Yeah. Like,
1: Well, yeah, know. and there's multiple ways to do it. You could put Wookiees in there. Wookiees are great against clones. Yep. Yeah. Um, you could use the reckless driver and just run them over. <laughs> and like, you know, because that's what is it on a block? It's like a clamber roll, basically, that you're it's forcing. It's a clamber when you're, roll. Yeah. yeah. So when you're, when you're talking about clones, you're talking about countering them, is looking for ways to cause wounds that involve them not rolling saves. And that's one of those ways like just yeah. run them over with a bus <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i uh, i it's interesting too because well, originally my thought was well maybe it's just too new but there were actually quite a few lats the lats was was the most popular heavy there were eight lats um so um,
2: i have a hypothesis on this all right okay I don't know if it's anywhere and it's gonna, it's gonna sound sort of desperate. Um, So my interpretation here is the rebel players have a lot of great options right now, not including the bus, right? They've got all these special forces, they've got great heroes, their core units are pretty fine. Meanwhile, the empire players over here are like, give me something that's playable, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So, so they're like, well, maybe we'll try out this new thing, you know? Um, That's my hypothesis.
1: I think that's spot on, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, I just wonder, did we forget? I think we just forget. We have short-term memories, right? And I think that there's lists that have held up that, listen, I know what you're going to say, Mike. There's certain things that the clones do better, but it doesn't mean that Empire does it any worse for Empire. Empire still does it well, and that, that's like a Bosque, that Boss credit Shore Trooper list right is still a good list it still does exactly what it always did and I understand that clones do it better but like for some reason everyone's just forgotten then it's like yeah the... I do
2: I do I I really I mean I will agree with your with you to some extent like I like I think every Empire list should if, if you're trying to like win a tournament every Empire list should have Bossk in it um it's it's their best piece by like a mile um you know i i do think to some extent the the whole like imperial gunline thing i, th- I think specifically the imperial gunline rec star matchup is really bad for the imperials um just from a like you're both trying to do the same thing and one side shares aim tokens <laughs> right like um you know, but I think I think against most lists, you're generally right in that, yeah, Empire is pretty playable against most of the the other lists in the arsenal. but I think you have to you have to take the pieces that are good, right? you you yeah. gotta take Bosk. like you have to. like I, you know,
0: um yeah, I, I just I just it's weird, um because it's hard. When people say, you know, I mean, Evan's list was creative. And I think it was an interesting way to look at the lat and triple bikes and 12. I mean, it's an interesting way to look at it. But going in, knowing that, like, if you wanted to be highly competitive, that wasn't, that was more of a trial list. Right. And so I just, I fear that we're going to come back from this and go, okay, one plus one equals three now, which means, you know, saying, well, no empire list won, and therefore they're not good. When really, in reality, was how many empire lists were there that were actually trying to be really good, versus being experimental? Well, that that's going to be, be a hot take right there, Jay.
2: Um, yeah, I'll, Jay, I'll take. Jay. Jay making the call outs. I
1: don't know. What do you think, Kyle? So I'm going to I'm going to slightly disagree with you, okay. um, and I'm going to extend your I'm going to extend your list of things that you should take to bosk or Aiden. yeah um i would
2: argue probably both
1: <laughs> yeah may, i mean maybe <laughs> sure, both. sure yeah 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 but um yeah i think if you're if you're taking like a serious i want to win a tournament empire list to a tournament you should be taking bosk or Aiden or both yeah and you know just looking at the unit counts like how many bosks would you say there were in this tournament
2: I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess there were no more than four.
1: I'm there was one. One.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. See, that's crazy talk. Everyone.
1: Yeah. What about what about Iden? Two. I'm gonna go with one. Yeah, Jay's got it too. Damn. I didn't know. I'm just <laughs> yeah. guessing. I'm just yeah.
0: guessing here, Mike.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, those are definitely as far as. Uh, those are. It's too low. So, yeah. so I, have, I have another question. Do you have full unit counts in front of you? I do. Is that a yep. thing you have? How many I Imperial do. officers were there? Two. Total? Yep. Okay, guys. Look, <laughs> I, we, we just named the best three units in the commander and operative slots for Empire. And there was a total of five. Um, and I bet you some of them were in the same list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um (laughs) if i had to guess like um yeah i I mean i i'm not gonna go as far as saying the imperial generic with like electro binoculars is as good as the clone commander but it's like not that far away as far as like two aim tokens for like 50 some odd points of turn you know um it's hard to beat that rate Yeah, and
0: I guess what we're trying to say, Empire players, is salvation does not lie in the lat. Oh. So salvation lies in units that have already existed. You need to just get them on the table and and get them them going.
2: I do think there is a, not to like turn this whole thing about Empire,
0: but I guess, I think at
2: this point with how (laughs) terribly they've been doing in all the tournaments, including this one, like we just have to have this conversation, like, you know, I do think that, like, you, you need to go back to, like, the gunline Iden-Bosk format, and you, you have to decide if you're taking Shores or Stormtroopers, and if you're taking Stormtroopers, you got to be taking Captains with, like, I, I actually saw a pretty good Captain T21 list that I didn't hate. Like, I was like, mm, okay, that's a lot of crits, you know? Um, I, I prefer the RTC for sure, but I think you have to go Captain Offensive Push. Like, you, you have to lean into Coordinated Fire, which is still a good card to... You know, people yep. might mm-hmm. not. People forget, but like, aim sharing was a thing
0: before clones existed. Yeah. it was just on a command card. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I and again, I think we're saying the same thing, Mike. Is just because something does it better doesn't mean that Empire stopped doing it well. It just means that your focus got torn a little bit, and you got to go. We we all have to refocus back to to the good old days of the Empire. right and and so
2: the biggest thing that i see and this is this is a phenomenon i find not just with empire players but across the board is that if i don't have pierce weapons i can't fight against clones and that is baloney like raw number of hits into clones does more damage than pierce weapons if you're like really into it you know it's just like the are some games you're gonna have trouble because the clones are rolling hot yeah maybe that's not your tournament but on average like a clone should die every three hits like you know and if you're a short trooper squad that's pushing six which you can very easily do Mm -hmm. um like you're still killing one to two models every shot minimum so yeah, I, I do think that people lean into Pierce a little. People are like, clones must have Pierce. And like, you, you should bring it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't shoot with your other units. Yep. You know, um, I see a lot of people get caught up in that mentality. Like, oh, I'm shooting at clone saves. I might as well not shoot. And it's like, no, that's not how this
0: works. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's probably partially our fault. Right by talk, talking up clones so much that that we, I think we, uh, yeah, Mike. Actually, I'm looking at you, Mike. It's partially your fault. Uh, no, is <laughs> for you know, I think all of us talking heads, we talk up clones as if they're the end all be all, but really, there's a lot of other options. You just gotta. You got to really try. And I understand if you're going to have fun and you're just looking to have a good time and you want to, and you want to, you know, use crazy units and do this crazy stuff because it's fun and it's going to be interesting and maybe you'll get a win or two. Awesome, dude. Good for you. But if you're going to win and you bring something crazy with Empire and then complain about how Empire is bad, well, it just doesn't work that way.
2: Well, and not to get, I don't really want to continue going off this deep end, but I do think that it is do. do it. No, because I don't want to get DMs from Empire players saying, like, "What? Why? Why are you saying my faction is good? It feels horrible again." Um, they but, can DM me. I don't care. That's fine. DMJ. <laughs> he'll take. He'll take messages. Yeah, um, I just ignore them. But but I think I think it's interesting that if you look at like the majority of like cloneless, they're all things that look competitive, right? Like you you look at them yeah. and you're like, "This looks competitive," right? Because you know they've got Rex in it, or whatever. Whereas if if that's your starting sample, is every clone list that is being brought to this tournament is competitive? And just to be clear, not all clone lists are. Yeah. Um, but like it sounds to me like four Rex stars made the top eight. Like clearly there was a ton of people bringing clone clone lists to. You know I don't do. You, do you have a count on how many Rexes were at this tournament?
1: Yep, nine.
2: Nine. Okay. That is more than double all of the empire named units that are good combined times two, right? Basically. Um, how many guard lists were there total?
1: Uh, hang on. 13? Yeah, okay. I
2: mean, so- if, if you're bringing 70% of your faction lists are good, you know, you're going to make it. Yeah. 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 I and would I, be I, interested to see what a tournament looks like when 70% of the Empire players show up with Aiden or Bosk in their lists.
1: Yeah. And that's not, a, you know, we don't have the data for that because that's not happening right now. R-
0: right. Because it hasn't happened. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Was there any Veer's triple bikes? Just for, like old school Veer's triple bikes?
1: Uh, I don't know because um, at least the data that I'm looking at just has like the raw unit counts. Um, I'm sure that Bushman will have uh, a okay, yeah. fancy stuff like that for us down the line a little bit,
0: but. but anyways, yeah. Sorry to take us down this tangent on empire, but yeah, that's, that's my view on it is we can't keep saying it's bad when no one's bringing good, like not no one, sorry. When few people are not bringing good lists, you know,
1: so I actually, I want to explore this rabbit hole a little bit more okay. because all right, all right. Um, what, what Empire list of those that were brought, would you guess did the best? I already know the answer to this
2: question, so I'm okay. not going to answer. I, I would encourage our viewers
0: to take a second. And <laughs> <laughs> well, because... Jay, what do you think? I don't know. It's probably a double lat list or something.
1: So it does have a lat in it, but mm-hmm. only one. Uh they were Vader Lat lists. Hmm. (laughs) There there were there were only two Empire lists with winning records. And both of them were Vader Lat. Hmm. It's certainly interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, it's unconventional for sure. Uh I personally am in camp maybe don't pay 130 points for darkness descends um but
0: you know it's interesting at least it's yeah i mean i'm not against we got to be creative to find new ways to to play and i get that um but you can't do that and then complain about it being bad you just can't do both (laughs) like you could be like no we know we're being creative we're trying to find new lists we'll get there right you can't but then you can't on the other side then complain about it so, that's that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, I think you could argue that it's a little bit more reliable of a delivery system than Darkness Descends. I think I think that that's yep. totally fair.
2: Um, it's, what, 360 some, Maybe 50? I mean, I guess it depends that's on which Vader you're points. taking. It, you know? it was
1: Operative Vader, I think, in both cases.
2: Okay. Um, which, you know, I think, you know, look, I think Operative Vader is way better than Commander Vader. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm with you on that choice. Um, I just I think that that list probably struggles against
1: droids. Yeah, and yes. Yeah, and I didn't see it in action, so I don't know like what it's. You know, those were both two and one. Um, And it's worth noting too, by the way, that there were some two and one lists in the top eight. Yeah. uh, Because there were only six three and O lists. Um, so like in theory with better SOS these lists we could be talking about these lists in the same conversation as those like smorgasbord rebel lists yeah, yeah and this, this conversation would look a lot different I didn't
2: I didn't realize that not everybody went 3-0 that made the topic that's, yeah. That's yeah that's interesting, interesting. too well yeah. I guess I guess they didn't fill the event totally which makes which makes sense to why there wouldn't be so
1: yeah you would need I think you'd need a full 32 in each heat to guarantee four 3-0s um, and it wasn't a full 32 for each cheat, so um, but yeah, the six three and oh lists, if you're curious, by the way, was four Rexes and then me and Luke. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you were wondering,
2: just to drive home some points, yeah, <laughs> Jeez, Kyle. All right, <laughs> do you want to smack him, Jay? You, you uh, have, no, you have my
1: fine. permission
0: it's fine. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, this conversation could be different, right? If those sure. two Vader latlas had a different SOS. Sure. But um, you know, we were talking about like Vader's problem has always been delivery. He is he is one of, if not the most damaging force users once he actually gets like embedded in your opponent's yes. army. Um so if you can pay 130 points to just like yeah, yeah, guaranteed the, vader delivery service into the middle of your opponent's army maybe that's not a bad list concept
0: i guess except for it's more than a third of your list points wise just to, sure just yeah. to get vader somewhere right? right like that's tough when you got when you got all these other rebel and and uh droid lists i can have a bazillion other like look at look at that one smorgasbord List like you mean i could have all this or i can have vader in a flying tin can i I don't know i don't know guys (laughs) in in fairness
2: the like op luke bus
0: the cost is pretty similar
1: yeah like it's really not that different of a concept yeah but the
0: but the bus does has other things that it does like the bus is its own kind of thing that it's doing to protect whatever it's holding once it leaves the bus. The lat is more of a, I'm just going to come over here, drop you off, and now you're on your own, pal. And then then I'm going to go figure out what I'm doing, you know? It totally
2: is. And once they're out of said transport, like Operative Luke like definitely has the ability to relocate way better, clearly, right? Um, between jump and disengage and native speed too. So, yeah, I mean, I, it. I think I think it is a list that we can entertain as could it be good? Yes. Is it? It's definitely not on the proven side of things.
1: No, I'd, I I am curious though to see if people can be more consistently successful with that.
3: I mean,
2: yep. maybe I'll try it out. I don't. I, I honestly i have not purchased
0: the lat because i <laughs> it's okay <laughs> yeah. i got two you can have one okay uh yeah <laughs> They're i a mean, pain in the ass to put together i hate I mean them. i
2: saw them there there are many pieces that I kit, hate so that so much kit <laughs> is like kind of intimidating i'm not I mean, sure i've ever put together a model that is as complicated as that kit is
0: yeah i mean listen it's it, we're we're getting into the regular hobby section of miniatures now, right? And I mean, I like that part. Like, I like the end result. I'm just I'm not so happy about the getting there.
1: <laughs> they do. I will say about the lat, like they look fabulous on the table.
2: They totally do. You got to paint them though, which is another like. Yeah, that's a
0: whole level another level. Yeah. I so know. I actually I
1: actually won a lat. Basically, um, one oh. of the guys that came, Kurt. He. Uh, Bas- like by some shipping mistake, he got four lats instead of two from Asmodee. Wow! Um,
0: so you just gave them his name? Good job, Kyle. They don't know his last name. It'll be <laughs>
1: <fun>. <laughs> Kurt,
0: uh, Kurt, 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 Kurt. They gonna go through their whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
1: no, but he basically said he would donate a lat to the winner. So I got to figure out what to do with my lat. Uh, nice. And I, have I just have to paint it. What's that?
2: <laughs> you can paint it for me. Like, give it to me. <laughs>
1: maybe that maybe that's what i'll do. I don't know.
2: Isn't I'm, he doing enough for you, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yes. your entire the answer <laughs> <questions>. <laughs> yes. yes. It's funny. We were arguing about like what gray argument's wronger. We were talking about like what grays to use on on the airbrush. And he was like one of these and i just bought like all of them. So i got like <laughs> i got like $30 <laughs> in Vallejo grays. Uh i just like i d- i couldn't decide, you know. Um uh, <laughs> So oh. Well, they're all gonna look pretty similar, Mike. So. I, I'm sure they are. I just, you know, <laughs> I I wanna get it right, you know, yep. and, and that's important
3: to me.
0: Easy. It's white armor, black, black, black in the in the no, he's oh no, these are elbows. these are for
2: the, these are for my clones. The armor is actually gonna be oh. it's it's like a, it's more of a death trooper vibe.
1: Oh okay. I okay. That's... <laughs>
2: which which is significantly easier than yeah. painting
1: white which is why I'm willing to do
2: it. <laughs> well, that's honestly that's that was like one of the reasons I was like first of all I think it looks really cool, but second of all I was like uh painting white sucks, so
0: therefore my clones will not be white. <laughs> you know. You know what um, I did? I just primed all my stormtroopers <laughs> white and went there we go and then filled in the other colors and was like and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Yeah, I'm just throwing out love for the Empire. Love you guys. Do better, though. Do better. (laughs) Oh,
2: Oh, man. I'm one of you guys. I play Empire exclusively. so I would like to direct all hate mail to Jay Shalansky this week. (laughs) Jay at the
0: fifth trooper.com. Go ahead and email me. It's fine. I don't care. Tony, I am sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so in conclusion, uh, it was a super fun tournament. Got to hang out with a lot of people that I haven't seen in a very long time. So got to roll some real dice. Got to knock a bunch of crap over in the yeah. process.
0: Those all sound like great things.
1: Yeah, it was great. It's amazing. We got cool. a, a, a world's final rematch almost exactly two years after the last world's. Wow. So, yeah. Isn't it weird that that was two years ago?
2: That is, yeah. It's. Is it weird that it's been so long, or weird that it feels like it was a decade ago?
1: Both, I guess. Okay, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about LVO the other day, Mike, and I'm like, God, that I, that doesn't even feel real anymore.
2: Doesn't <laughs> like, it? Definitely. It's... I mean, like, it's so it was over a year ago, I guess at this point, but yeah, um, yeah, it feels like five
1: years ago. Just yeah.
2: just last year, it's been. <laughs>
1: It's been a weird time. It's it's funny because it feels like forever ago, but simultaneously it feels like yesterday. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm actually like going out and doing stuff, I'm like, oh.
2: It feels like this never happened, but also everything that happened before it feels like that was another life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. For sure. So.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's weird. Anyway, I'm excited. We've got more tournaments on the horizon. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. great. Yeah all right you guys got any final thoughts
0: Uh, (laughs) sure
2: oh jesus (laughs) go ahead go ahead that that was like i know that
0: chuckle continue no no i'm good we (laughs) could talk about it next week empire players email me your list i'll let you know how you're doing
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay um please check out stormtide if you haven't already um you know it's uh cool and we'd like uh, like everybody that wants to be a part of it to be
0: a part of it so it's gonna be awesome mm-hmm. the end
1: awesome all right well we are the notorious scoundrels i'm kyle i'm mike i'm jay stay fresh cheese bags